0: Bit. I trained in this t-shirt. I can't smell anything. That's good. <clears throat> <clears throat> right, say something. Try it. Annoyingly, the
1: fails got more likes than the uh, the real. Sure, the ha- Don't just show the highlight <laughs> <wheel>. <laughs> show the blooper reel. Sure, the bloop. reel. the bloop are
0: Or don't use the. Then
1: I think I get them. Like I think if I'm gonna do that, I might as well do 270 squat if we're going to do 250 that might as well do 270
0: yeah I mean it's always going to be better to yeah. do
1: 270 the more the more weight you lift the, the better you score so you might as well <laughs> lift more as weight,
0: weight you, I mean you can ask for as much weight as you want as well which is amazing I can't believe they even allow that you can you just tell them I want
1: it's, it's great, isn't it? Weight. Like, there's no limitation. They don't say you can't have that much weight. No,
0: that's too much weight. No, You can say, "Well, I'd, well, I want that much weight," and then you win. So, <laughs> 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 I think actually there is a limit. In all seriousness, to how much you can step up by, I can't remember what. But, it's but as long like... as you open high enough, yeah, then you're fine. If you, you like, you couldn't do twenty-two point five. Three hundred and twenty-two point five, five hundred and twenty-two point five. So you whatever. can't
1: ask for any weight. You have to ask for some. Some, amount some of Some weights, <clears throat> but some weights you can't have. <clears throat> so the, the the best thing to do is to open is to ask when you when you walk into a competition how much weight they have available to them and then open with that. I do that in restaurants. How much food do you have? And open with that. I'll have all of it. That's <laughs> your first attempt. <laughs> Restaurants are a lot like powerlifting meat, aren't they? Like You get three attempts, don't you, at eating.
0: And you get judged on how much depth.
1: Yeah. The the way it is red-light you, depending on how much you lift.
0: And then they watch you pee into a jar at the end. (laughs) It's exactly like a restaurant.
1: I think, actually, um, congratulations is in order, because Yusuf is officially drug-free. Passed the drugs test.
0: Oh, yeah, so... I was watched by an old man with a clipboard getting a close-up view of me weeing into a jar. Why did you have a clipboard? I, I just fancied one at the time. I um, <laughs> thought it would enhance my performance. And uh, that was quite awkward. And the reason they do that is to check for certain people if they want to bypass the drugs test, they'll have a pouch of urine in their rectum and a prosthetic penis to um, with someone else's urine that's not druggy so druggy urine
1: druggy urine no one wants druggy urine do they
0: well that's it except you have to do your three deadlift attempts with a pouch of urine in your rectum which i think would at <laughs> well, least no. for me that would impact my performance do they
1: <laughs> <laughs> do they not is there no time surely you could say oh you can't say i need to go to the toilet can you before before you test you can't say sorry. Oh, I'll be, be there in a give minute. minute. I just need to go for a wee. Cuz it'd be like, well, no. That you, That's need, the you need to come here for a wee. Yeah. So you can't just squeeze the bag up your bum. You have to have it in your bum on your third deadlift attempt.
0: Yeah. Right. And and they watch you the whole time and you can't be seen to be reaching in your bum and pulling things out of it either. So then they'll be <laughs> like, "Well, what did you just take out of your bum? I saw that."
1: It was a pouch of non-drug urine. Yeah. Sorry.
0: I suppose you wouldn't take it out of your bum, you'd keep it in. Mm. But okay, fine, then you finish your third deadlift and you're not allowed to be seen putting anything in your bum.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but surely that all of that is pointless because the man is watching your penis, isn't he? Yeah. Like, if he can't distinguish... Given that that's his designated task for the day, if he can't distinguish between a fake and a real penis, then you need to hire somebody else. He's failed as. Yeah. yeah. What a job. What a job. What a job.
0: (laughs) So, what are we talking about?
1: We could talk about drugs and sports. Hello and welcome to the Propane Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no.
0: (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) <laughs> what he meant to say was <laughs> was welcome to the Propane Fitness podcast episode thirty.
1: The reason <laughs> we're doing this we're doing this in person, face to face. We get a load of complaints about our sound quality because we're usually using Skype or FaceTime or something like that with two microphones that we bought thinking that they were for podcasting. When actually, they're for gaming. So. <laughs> It usually ends up with me being really loud and Yusuf being really quiet. What we should have done is used a
0: potato, that probably would have been (laughs) better quality than the ones that we got.
1: Just plug a potato into the Macbook and hope hope for the best.
0: Run the USB in.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so that's why for some reason staring at Yusuf's face while I was doing that introduction was enough to make me laugh. Um, I have that effect on people sometimes. (laughs) Laughing at, not with. So we're going to discuss Maria Sharapova initially and then use that as a segue into why we have decided to take the drug-free route um, in powerlifting and just fitness and strength sports in general. So for those of you who don't know, and it's been all over the mainstream media, uh, so I imagine you will have heard, but Maria Sharapova was caught taking a drug to help um, an underlying medical condition, I believe. I'll be I'll be upfront and honest in that I don't know the <clears throat> I don't know the specific details of the allegation, the drug, the reason, her underlying conditions, etc. But as far as I understand, she was taking something to treat angina that was prescribed by a doctor, and that only very recently, I believe January, was, was banned by Wada and previously is it Wada? Yeah. Yeah. That covers all of the all sports. Everything. I think so. Must yeah.
0: Do. It's um because you may have seen our post that um, the new the new head is Mr. Dick Pound, and we're all very okay. grateful for his uh, <laughs> for his pounding.
1: So yeah, so she was she's been found to have been taking a, a drug that was banned, um, and while it, I believe, was for legit reasons, it does have potential performance enhancing benefits. So um, I guess it's difficult when there's another example of this that's happened recently that I'm aware of and that's Jesse Norris um was I don't think he's I think he's had a very short term ban but he was he had his title stripped away from him in the USAPL Nationals in powerlifting um after an incredible performance um because he'd taken a pre-workout that had a stimulant in that is a a pre-workout that can be bought in supplement shops or off the internet like it's not it's nothing dark and shady um So in both of these cases, well, I suppose Maria was taking it for a medical reason, Jesse just wanted a better pump, but um, (laughs) um, in both of these cases, it seems like they were taking something that they were unaware of being an issue and have subsequently been banned or um, received a a delay in the next time they can compete, etc. So we were just going to talk a little bit about that, whether we think that's fair, and then just chat about drugs, I guess
0: with jesse norris i think it's an absolute gutter to it's, it's kind of a trip at the final hurdle mm-hmm. situation to be um such a great lifter and to be tested for like a pre-workout like if you're going to be it, it, it's it's a bit like the the idea of you know people say if you're going to rob a bank if, if you're going to steal something don't steal some sweets like go and rob a bank that this is assuming that the I'm not advising Rob back, but um, <laughs> the, yeah, this is assuming that the, the punishment is the same. Yeah, You might as well go big or go home. Um, and if you're going to get tested positive for a pissy little pre-workout that's probably not going to impact your performance too much. And also, if assuming Jesse is otherwise drug-free, then he doesn't really need it. Um, mm. Probably would have done pretty well without that. Equally, with Maria... There's a lot of uh, performance, and I think there's very few performance-enhancing drugs that are purely used as performance enhancers and have no medical use. Um, You do need a little pink form um, to submit to WADA if you're using something medically that is also considered a performance enhancer, like insulin or something. But um, really, the WADA are the ones who decide what is a legal performance enhancer and what isn't. but it's it's really it's ultimately an arbitrary line, and if any of you've read something anything by David Nutt, who is a I think a professor of psychopharmacology, um, and he used to be the advisor to the Ministry of Health, um, but he got he had to step down because basically he wrote up a paper that graded recreational drugs and reclassified them according to amount of physical social and maybe psychological oh, harm.
1: I remember this. Yeah,
0: yeah. so, um, which ended up with a reclassification away from the current existing kind of class A, B, C thing, which is, from, from what I can see, seems pretty arbitrary, um, into a separate thing where alcohol would, would have been quite a high-damage, high high-hazard high drug, and things like LSD and um, psilocybin were on the lowest end of it and ecstasy, DMA and things. And obviously that rustled a few jimmies, and <laughs> uh, so they weren't happy with that. But the point I'm making is that there is an arbitrary line between what is considered an acceptable drug and what's not acceptable. Caffeine does improve your performance, but for some reason WADA have decided that recently, I think it used to be banned in certain doses. Really? I think so. Um, so they've decided that caffeine's okay and other stimulants aren't. Um, so it is. It's always a great area, and ultimately, when you're following Wada's principles, you're just saying, okay, well, these drugs with this chalk line drawn around them are not mm. okay, and
1: these ones are okay. Was that? Did that paper account for the cons- the total consumption of those drugs? I think it was per head or per capita. So right. I know
0: you've got like it's not um, the total number of deaths, but it would be. I'm just thinking if digitized. everyone
1: went out on a Friday night and took some LSD... There would, would be more, yeah. we, yeah, we'd probably be seeing a very different set of circumstances, Maybe
0: from a, like, statistical significance point of view, mm. in that, like, the sample of people that have... drink alcohol is greater, so we know with more certainty that it doesn't precipitate psychosis, for example, mm. but um, we maybe don't know with some of these other <clears> drugs.
1: Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think it's like most people know somebody who drinks alcohol on a regular basis, whereas... I think the proportion of the population that take LSD regularly is pretty, pretty small. So I think if everyone, just how there are some people who take alcohol, take alcohol, drink alcohol, and um, become violent and emotional, I assume there is, there's also loads of people who don't, who just have a, like a quiet time in a bar with some friends. Well, so yeah, you'd assume the same spectrum with everything, wouldn't you? But it's off-topic, isn't it? Just...
0: Well, I think what, what got him fired and eventually, or what got him to step down, was saying you're more likely to die... Um, falling off a horse than from taking ecstasy, which um, right.
1: even though that's presumably not his opinion. That's yeah, data.
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is just data, but because it doesn't
1: fit the agenda, mm. it's um, yeah, yeah a bit of a shame. But I, I think the all all of these things considered, like whether whether WADA or not are classing drugs correctly or whether they put the, the chalk line in the right place or not. I think, especially for Maria Sharapova who, as I understand it, was one of the most highly paid sports women in the world, to not know what is banned and what is not banned. I think I heard a statement from her, which was that she received an email from WADA that had the list, the mm. updated list, and she didn't open it. Now, well, that's a bit silly. Yeah, <laughs> so so Jesse Norris, like, he's competing in the IPF. There's not a financial consequence of him failing a drugs test, as far as I'm aware. You know, it's it's pride, really, I think. Obviously, well,
0: it's, a, it's a big part of his life, and I think... If you are you know if you're taking on a sport with that level of seriousness then it's really your prerogative and it's down to you the to, to keep on top of these things mm-hmm. and just as if um, if any of you work in any kind of industry that has is regulated if there's a change in regulation you need to stay on top of that yeah. to make sure yeah. that um, you're not gonna get caught with your proverbial pants down
1: <laughs> so, uh, so I think that's what it comes down to really like if there are it's like turning up to a competition, squatting high, and then claiming that you didn't realise. You know that, that's still your fault. <laughs> um, I've actually seen that. Um, <laughs> this was a few years ago. This isn't me. You're no, about.
0: no. This <laughs> at least you got one squat in. Um, this was a guy um, in like a Scottish uh, Scottish meet, and all of his squats were like it wasn't even like a borderline high. It was um, American twelve ply federation high. Feet practically in the splits, and um, and then acting surprised at the judges mm. when he squatted about six inches, um, and all three of his attempts were red lighted, and he he was out of the competition, which was it makes you think like if you're willing to go through all of the prep quiet to get to the competition, and then even travel to Glasgow, and you didn't know how deep you have to squat, that's yeah. a bit of an
1: oversight. Yeah, it is. Right, so I think in a way. It's it's kind of it seems unfair on the on the the initial impression that Maria got picked up for the drug she was taking, assuming all of the backstory is correct, and it was for medical reasons. But I think what is unforgivable really is somebody of her level not knowing the Wada list like the back of a hand, or at least somebody in her support team knowing that she shouldn't be taking that drug.
0: Her career hinges uh, on that. So. Yeah. So that yeah.
1: you know, I, I think Jesse, who's a guy who's either training himself, he maybe has like one coach. Uh, he's turning up to USAPL nationals on his own, maybe with some family, squatting, and then going. Oh, damn! Didn't realise. Sorry. I think he's got a six-month ban, and that will be it. Like, or okay. I think they they probably have given him a lighter ban than had it been testosterone that they would found. That's good. And in
0: fairness to him as well, the wider list of drugs that are banned is quite a long list, mm, yeah. and, and also it's you know if you're given the full um, chemical names of these, you know, the mm. empirical formula of a drug and you're thinking, well, I don't know whether I'm having yeah. that or not. You, If someone um, said, okay, like, make sure you're not taking any beta-tocopherol, um, you'd be like, oh, okay, I don't think I am. And then you find out actually it's vitamin E that you've been yeah. eating in your bread or something. So um, that's <clears throat> always something to consider. And then there's also what I think is pretty heinous is that some of these products don't advertise that they have mm. these things in them. Or they are pro-drugs for the compounds that are regulated. So you might have something which in its um, form in the supplement is not considered to be a drug, but once it's metabolized, it becomes that, and then you test positive in your urine without realizing. And uh, I think Rob Rich's has claimed that... I think he, it was the same product they were both taking. Right. Well, I, think, I think. That's a bit of a problem. So, yeah, yeah um, something which may not claim on the label that it has it, and then you... Mm. So, so it may be that if you were to test any one of us, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking me and Johnny. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> the general population, you may find some people that have no idea that they, um, are having anything just because they bought a, a supplement that isn't completely honest or isn't completely accurate with their quality control and find that they test positive for something. So all,
1: all companies that, you know, their goal is to, so the, the, the supplement in Jesse Norris's case, I believe was a pre-workout and, you know their their intention when they're producing that product is to create a product that you that you drink and think, wow, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. And obviously, things are banned for a very good reason. Like the reason why tribulus, I believe, isn't banned, is because the impact is so minimal that WADA don't care. And testosterone, you, I imagine, <laughs> would feel extremely different if you started a cycle of testosterone and, and be able to handle a lot more volume, etc. So, um, the more effective pre workouts will contain things that are Fringing on banned and I know jack three d' is the famous one that had um was it one three dimethyl ameline yeah yeah a, I mean, I think Am- something right. like that obviously um I think most people have tried jack three d when it was available in the shops very very powerful stimulating mm-hmm. pre workout, and for that reason, why I picked it up pretty quickly and banned it um I believe this pre workout contains something very similar to that, but yeah so so their intention is not necessarily backhanded they're just trying to make a product that people enjoy using and don't necessarily consider professional athletes who might get picked up for a drugs test it's opened up a
0: market of other of supplement companies that sell a range of supplements that they can guarantee are not going to get you tested positive i think a premium yeah i think my protein do something like that and it you know it's like a like way a tub of weight that is like you won't fail a drug test if you have this weight mm. now that, I mean, that concerns me a little bit because it makes you think like, what's the implication there if I, if I just drink normal weight am I at risk of yeah. testing positive
1: yeah. I think the other thing that, again, comparing Jesse and Maria is probably quite a good, good comparison in the sense that I think if I was taking products that had a label on them and a barcode and i bought them from Tesco I probably wouldn't be checking the label rigorously to check that I wasn't breaking any WADA rules. Whereas if I'm if I have like a medically marked container that is in a white tub with my name written on it, i would probably be thinking, mm, hold on, maybe I should, maybe I should double check that this kind of thing isn't banned. Um, I, I think I've even checked that ibuprofen and paracetamol and things like that aren't, because I mean ibuprofen arguably improves your like. I think people use it. it well, it's, Has it been shown to have a short-term or a long-term anabolic effect? I'm not sure. Maybe. In large doses. But I, I, know, I know of people who take ibuprofen prior to training because it makes them feel more supple and more able to hit depth and that kind of thing. Whether or not that's placebo, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think as soon as you're taking something that's a pill or a tablet or feels... Yeah, like you should maybe shouldn't be then. Well, we had a chat with um, Andy Bolton
0: at uh, <laughs> in at a powerlifting meet in York, and he was saying that he would inject volterol between sets because he was feeling like he was in so much pain. What the, can we say that? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, v- v- Voltarol is legal, anyway. So, oh, is it okay? Um, and yeah, so the the other, I mean, it depends how how neurotic and how careful you want to be. If you're the kind of person that when you upgrade iTunes, you read through every word of the yeah. user agreement just <laughs> just to make sure that they're not pulling a fast one on you, then maybe you are checking the ingredients of every label on everything. But incidentally, I, I just saw a, uh, a video. I'm going to link it in the description of this podcast because it was brilliant. It was a Scottish comedian called Limmy um, who has a little sketch about the user agreement of
1: oh, iTunes. Some com- yeah, yeah, something like that. It's, I think it's deliberately baffling, isn't it? It's like yeah. rabbit in the headlights. Like, oh my goodness, I'll just, I'll just agree. I'll just agree.
0: Well, someone, someone calculated the amount of time it would take if you were to sit and read through every license agreement and things that you're presented with, and it, it's something like several lifetimes. Really? Um, so it's like it's like seventy-two years of continuous reading, and it's like just, just to check that nothing's going to go wrong <laughs> at the average reading speed. So yeah, exactly. They're clearly not designed to be read by humans then
1: so i think what would be nice and this i'm saying this this may exist what would be nice is if there was a list wada produced a list of commonly produced readily available products that contained the banned ingredients and then as soon as you obviously if anything comes in a needle or as i say an unmarked packet probably not like probably steer clear of that but i think if anything um Know if you're buying something from a supp- your local supplement shop and that's going to get you drugs tested, like, while yes, obviously you have a duty of care to check these things, I think it's it does seem a little bit unfair Harsh. in some ways. I think that would be very useful, and there's really two sides of
0: this in that there is the accidentally having something that is in a standard or um, everyday product, and then there is the deliberate. Flagrant use of a, a drug, yeah, um, and that's that's something that we also wanted to discuss in the why why we compete in drug tested federations. Um, uh, Johnny's uh, saying, <laughs> t- we're, we're, "Okay, we're, we'll discuss that in part two of this." <laughs> <laughs> so, such uh, elegant um, <laughs> transition. <laughs> well, that's something to look forward to,
1: anyway. It is, um, but I guess you know t- to round up, I think. Probably the best. Let's let's say if you're somebody who doesn't compete and never has any any intention of competing, this sort of thing. You know, if you want to take drugs, that's your decision. If you want to use these supplements that are banned, that's also your decision. Yolo. Exactly. Um, No one is ever going to pick you up on it. You just carry the risk yourself. If you, as soon as you start wanting to compete in anything that carries a drug testing set of criteria, it does benefit you to be aware of these things. And I think the safest approach is just eating food. Um, you're unlikely. I don't think I've ever heard of a situation where somebody, by eating a diet of, of just whole single ingredient foods, has been banned. So,
0: unfortunately, so my, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't, um, that, I mean, you, you're probably fine, but in Egypt, which is where some of my family were from, um, they' found recently that the standard like there 's a really common type of white cheese that they sell on the streets and everything, and that contains formaldehyde or formalin mm. um, which is used to embalm dead bodies and it's it 's pretty carcinogenic so um,
1: <laughs> so it 's not it 's not performance enhancing
0: no but it's it 's pretty terrible' and yeah, it's definitely it 's definitely not a food mm. um, and it, it yeah which is a shame, and I guess that but luckily in the western world. Where most of our listeners are from, um, the food is pretty tightly regulated and you're quite safe from um, too much dodgy stuff being put in your regular food. So, yeah, that would be one of the safer bets. And then the other bet is just the other thing is to make sure you read all the ingredients of all the supplements that you take, (laughs) all the user agreements of all the software that you update.
1: (laughs) Um, Because you can get banned for software use as well, I understand. yeah. Yeah. If you subscribe to iTunes and you haven't agreed, then WADA can ban you.
0: Well, part of the iTunes agreement is you must not use this software for the manufacture of nuclear, biological, or chemical weapons. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah, so just make sure you don't do that
1: with iTunes. uh, I hope they don't find out what we've been using it for, then. Oh,
0: God. (laughs) (laughs) you are on blacklists now. But, yeah, I
1: think... uh, So one, one consideration would be limit the number of supplements you take to... Either none, so just rely on food, or the absolute bare minimum. You know, anything that, is, that has proprietary blends or is called, like, death serum that is a pre-workout, for example. <laughs> Hemo rage. Unbelievable. <laughs> Calling something hemorrhage. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all those things that have skulls. The curse. That's the curse, one. yeah. Um, like, they, they certainly drum up impressions of things that are maybe not entirely above board. Whereas a tub of whey, like what are they going to have slipped in there realistically?
0: Purple Wrath, another one, Uh, Grenade. I think um, all of (laughs)
1: them. Quite quite destructive names for pre-workouts. I think Purple Wrath and Grenade are actually okay. Right. But
0: we, I mean, just as a aside as well, like Johnny and I don't really use supplements in general. Like Mm -hmm. we, apart from, I think we may have discussed this on one of the previous episodes that mainly we just use creatine, vitamin D and whey. Yeah, and multivitamin. Yeah. and that's pretty much
1: it. Fish oil as well for me. Yeah, but yeah, like ones that are evidence based have a good body of evidence behind them, um, and the dosages are as well. Can sit like there's a range of evidence suggesting what an effective dose might be. So, yeah, I mean, it's I, I suppose it's a general. The general advice is reduce your supplements, and you reduce your risk um, down to a minimum. Okay, that's everything for episode 30, which is technically part one of a, of a two-part series where we're talking about drugs. So next episode, 30.5
0: 30. or 31, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, speak soon.